turn your Bibles, please, to Ephesians chapter 4 and also Psalm 85. Two passages of Scripture tonight, Psalm 85 and Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to read from Psalm first, Psalm 85. Now let's have a prayer before we begin. Heavenly Father, guide us in our study of the Word of God tonight. May the Holy Spirit be our director, and Lord, our hearts crave a spirit of revival. In the name of Jesus, we ask it, amen. <clears throat> Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin, Selah. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God, of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. He will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. The psalmist is reflecting on the fact that God has helped them through the captivity period, the awful captivity of the Babylonians. The northern tribes had gone into captivity under Assyria. As far as we know, they never came back. They may have been involved and intermarried with other groups, but the Jews that went into Babylonian captivity did come back 70 years later. Among those that went were Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God used them gloriously during that Babylonian captivity. <clears throat> and they did come back. It's always saying, here's what you've done for us, Lord. You've been favorable. You've brought back the captivity. You've forgiven the iniquity of thy people. You've covered their sins. You've taken away all thy wrath. You've turned thyself from fierceness, thine anger. And now, Lord, we ask you to revive us. You've done all this. Now, Lord, do something in our hearts. Revive us again. Wilt thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? Apparently, they'd come back with sorrow, with somewhat depression. And now the psalmist is saying, Lord, revive us again. That's the name of that song we sing so often. Revive us again. Fill each heart with thy love. May each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. Now revival, the word revival appears 13 times in the scripture, but only two times in the New Testament. The reason for that, 
God had planned his people to be a continual spirit of revival. The reason for that is because he had given us the Holy Spirit. The wonderful truth of Acts chapters 1, 2, Jesus had gone back to the Father. The disciples said, Lord, wilt thou this time restore again the children of Israel to their kingdom? And the Lord said, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons, but you'll endure, you will be endued with power from on high when the Holy Spirit has come. Then in chapter two, the Holy Spirit came to sit upon the people of God in the church. And so God's church was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter four and let us notice some things about the church. This is God's church. Beginning in verse 22. This is Paul writing to the Ephesian church. A church was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now listen. That ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That ye put on the new man, which after God is created in the righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. But let him labor, working with his hands, the things, the thing which is good, that you may receive, that you may have to give to him that needeth. And what he's saying, work with your hands so you have something to give to others that need. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that, with, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed on the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. With this in mind, let me remind you that evangelism and revival are two different things. Revival is a rekindling of the fire of God in our hearts so that we want to put off the old man, put off the old nature, put off the old things that would cause us to grieve the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, when he comes in, fills us with his love. But the Holy Spirit is full of love. He is a person, probably the most sensitive person that we've ever met. You met some people in life that were sensitive and could easily be grieved. The Holy Spirit is more sensitive than that. Evangelism is God's people filled with the Holy Spirit reaching out after the unsaved, trying to reach people. Well, what happens to us? There's some things in the scripture that are reminders 
and I won't take very long, but we get weary, we get tired. We start well, and then we get sidetracked. We get weary in well-doing. It's an old song I learned when I was a junior boy. Our pastor's wife taught it. Don't, don't, don't you get weary working for the Lord. I've worked for the Lord for a long, long time, but I ain't got weary yet. Don't, don't you get weary. Then secondly, we steal the glory of the Lord. God doesn't share his glory with anybody. One reason we try to sing every Sunday morning and every Sunday night to God be the glory is just to remind us that God gets all the glory. We can have some great services. We can see people saved. We can see people recommit their lives to the Lord. We can see people come by church letter. We can see the people of God growing in the Lord. But always, it's God that gets the glory. We cannot steal his glory. And then we grieve the Holy Spirit of God. This passage says, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby you're sealed in the day of redemption, but let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil being put away, be put away from you with all malice. Everyone here has hurt somebody else. Everyone here has been hurt by somebody else. The question is, what do you do with that hurt? If we allow it to remain in our minds and our hearts so that we get bitter from it, that becomes a terrible contagion that hurts us. It really hurts us more than it hurts anybody else. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby you are sealed in the day of redemption, but let all bitterness and wrath and clamor and evil speaking put away from you with all malice. Be ye kind one another, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven us. Then sometimes we fail to get reconverted. You know, when Peter went away from the Lord, he, he denied the Lord. The Lord met him by the Sea of Galilee after the resurrection. He said, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said that three times to Peter. And then Jesus said, Peter, follow me. Feed my sheep, feed my lambs, and follow me. And Peter said, now, Lord, what about this man, this older man? Uh, John was standing there, and probably he was talking about John. And Jesus said, what is it to you if I say that John will live till I come again? You just follow me. So the question is not what do other people do, no matter how much they hurt us. And listen, people can hurt us. You know that. People in our church have been hurt. Some stinging words have been said. What are we going to do about it? Hang on to it or give it to the Lord. Let the Lord cleanse us and cleanse our thinking, cleanse our mind, and just go on serving the Lord. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. And so Jesus said to Peter, when you're converted, you go strengthen your brother. Now, Peter didn't have to get saved a second time. What he was saying is, Peter, when you get your mind back on me, and you remember what I'm doing, don't get your mind on people. People will disappoint you. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but everyone here has been disappointed. 
you've been disappointed by somebody. Well, what are you going to do when you get disappointed? You're going to fester that thing in your mind and keep it there so that you hurt and it hurts you and pretty soon you're hurt so that you want to crawl off and quit. No. We have to take it to the Lord. And Jesus said, when you get converted, that is, your mind gets changed about these things, you go strengthen your brother and go do your work again. Get back at it. Don't quit. Don't, don't, don't you get weary working for the Lord. Then sometimes we just don't believe. We're saved, but it's tough for us to believe sometimes. Do you believe God can work all things together for good to those who love him? Do you really believe that? That's a big, big thing to say. Can God work together people that misuse you? Can, can God work together for good people who say mean, honorary things about you? Or hurt with you or rude with you? Our God can work all these things together for good to those who love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. Do you really believe that? When we believe that, then we just have to automatically say, well, God's going to work this together. I don't know how. I'm not going to let it get in my, in my system and cause me to be ugly and mean and bitter. I refuse that. Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Revival comes when we rejoice in the Lord. We praise thee, O God, for the son of thy love, for Jesus who died and has now gone above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. And that revival comes when we personally fall in love with Jesus all over again. And somebody will say, well, I can't do that because of this and this and this and these other obstacles that have come, all kinds of problems that have come. Put them over on the Lord. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. I think as Christians, that's a, probably one of the most difficult things we have to do. Take our burden to the Lord and leave it there. We take our burden to the Lord and pick it up and carry it with us. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it with him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God and all of its authority and its power and what you tell us to do with our burdens. Help us to be able to take these burdens to the Lord. Our Father, everyone in this room has been hurt or injured along the way, sometimes injured by other believers. Help us to take those burdens to thee and just leave them with you. And may we not pick them up and carry them around with us so that they cause us to continue in a state of agony, hurt, burden, or even resentment. But may we take them to thee and get from our knees, get back in the battle, and serve you and love you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand, please. That great hymn we sing so often, the longer I serve him, the sweeter it grows. Page 13. Let's sing that again tonight. If God has spoken to your heart about any matter, maybe you ought to come to the altar and just pray. 
or maybe you can settle it right where you stand. If there's something you ought to say to someone else, say it. If you're here tonight and you're not positive you're saved, don't leave without knowing Jesus. While we sing together, the longer I serve him, the sweeter it grows. Now let me ask you something. <clears throat> this is tough. Nobody's going to be watching. If that's not real in your life, don't sing it. The longer I serve him, the worse it gets. The longer I serve him, the more I'm aware of the hurts and slings and arrows that come. It's not very much fun to serve the Lord. If that's what you feel, just quietly pray until you can say, Lord, the longer I serve you, the sweeter you grow. Let's sing that.